Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening and popping into the live streams. I, th- I think that the Facebook live stream is working. I can't tell. It looks it looks like it's not working, but it, it says it's working. So we'll just hope it is. And Instagram, hello, welcome to you. And podcast listeners, hello, and welcome to you. Um, okay, a couple housekeeping things before we jump into the main content. I've been saying this over and over. I'm going to keep saying it on Tuesday nights at Discovery Church, Colorado. If you're in the Colorado Springs area at 630, I'm teaching an Enneagram class. You are welcome to come to that. We did ones last week. So this, or sorry, we did twos last week. So this week we'll focus on type number three. Uh, And it's a very uh, conversational environment. I talk a little bit and give a bit of an overview on the type. And then um, we just Q&A, we talk, we just kind of... uh, uh, explore the type together. So it's really fun. It's a lot uh, It's a lot more of a dialogue than this uh, content is. So if you are in the Colorado Springs area, Discovery Church, 630. We're going to go over threes. We're going to keep going through all of the numbers till we finish it. Great. Thursday or Friday, depending on how the recording goes and how much I need to edit it and clean it up, we are going to have Sierra, who is one of the um, beautiful folks who runs the Instagram page Enneagram Enthusiasts on the show. And she is a nine. So we're going to get to interview a type nine, just like we did with Liz with type eight. And that's going to be really exciting. So be looking forward to that. I'll know more on Thursday, whether that's going to be Thursday or Friday, but it'll be one of those two days. So that's exciting. Um, We have a website, nineleaders.com. It would be great if you would visit that. If you are interested in our leadership coaching, our life coaching, our spiritual direction, or signing up for our newsletter, you can find all the information that you'll need on that website. Just follow the links at nineleaders.com and it will help you out. Okay, a couple more things, then we'll hit the actual content. I'm going to do an episode where I just answer questions about nines. So if you have any um, questions that you'd like to ask about type nine, you can send me an email at wade at nineleaders.com. You can leave a comment on the Facebook page or send me a message on Instagram. I'm going to put up a story on Instagram asking for questions, but uh, we've gotten a couple. We don't quite have enough to warrant a full episode, and I would love to get more. So send in your questions for type nines and we'll talk about those later this week. Last thing before we hit the actual content, uh, next week, um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which are the days that we should theoretically start going over type one, I'm going to be out of town. So there won't be live streams on Facebook or Instagram. The podcast will still go up. I'll still make it. I'll still put it out. It'll still get published on all the different um, podcast stores, but there won't be videos to accompany them because they won't be recorded live like the rest of these. So, <clears throat> sorry, Type 1s, you're not getting it um, perfect, and what a shame, but what a serendipitous number for me not to be perfect on. All right, now let's get into the actual content of today's episode. So, last week, we went over how 9s relate to 8s, 9s, and 1s, which is the anger triad, and how they relate to 2s, 3s, and 4s, which is the shame triad. Today, we're going to hit the fear triad, which is 5s, 6s, and 7s. So, I've said this on the last couple episodes, I just want to reiterate it, that there is no such thing as an inherently bad pairing. All pairs have benefits and potential drawbacks. It takes self-awareness and mutual respect and admiration on both parties involved to make any relationship work. There is no relationship that will inherently not work and no relationship that will work extremely easily with no work at all. It takes part um, of both sides to make a relationship work. I just want to put that out there because I'll often hear people say like, 
certain Enneagram pairings are, are doomed to fail or that would never work or what a, what a terrible hard pairing that would be. Um, and that's just inaccurate information. So I just want everyone to be aware that th- this content, when I go through each number and tell you what the relationship looks like and you you hear a lot of bad stuff come out of it, that doesn't mean that just because you're a nine and a five that your relationship is inherently doomed from the start. It just takes some self-awareness and some work on everybody's part. So with that, let's talk about nines and fives. So this can be a respectful and restorative relationship or a lackluster and irrelevant relationship. Uh, Similar to the four, the five, known as the investigator, uh, shares a need for freedom and solitude with the nine. Unlike the four, uh, fives aren't super likely to seek companionship at all in the first place. A nine and a five will give each other the freedom that each desires. Both types are intellectual, and the five will enjoy the problem of solving the nine, since nines don't like to talk about what they want or what they need or what they're after. Fives will enjoy the experience of, of trying to solve that, that riddle of what the nine wants and what the nine needs. Five will also help the nine to articulate uh, what they're experiencing inside. Nines often feel like a, a miasma of emotion, but nothing is really clear or focused. And a healthy five can draw that into the focus for a nine and is really going to enjoy the puzzle of doing so. Nines will help the five feel um, safe to connect emotionally, which is not really a safe spot for a five normally. Nine's easygoing nature will allow the five to come and go as they please, connecting when they are around and not putting too much pressure on them to be around when they pull back into their solitude space. Uh, Nines will also make fives feel heard. As the five learns and collects information, having somebody to share that information with will be a great connecting point for both the five and the nine. The five genuinely wants to share what they're learning, and the nine genuinely wants to hear it. They want to understand what their their friend, companion is going through. One of the biggest problems with this particular pairing would be getting it off of the ground in the first place. Um, Both types are so withdrawn that they may not even be aware that they'd make great friends or romantic or business partners. Uh, Fives want space and are often unaware of their desire to connect to other people, and nines are happy to allow them that solitude. Both become very focused on their free time and their solitude, and they neglect their need to connect with one another. So that can become a problem just in getting the relationship started. Both are so quiet and withdrawn that they may just forget to meet in the first place. Uh, This becomes a bigger problem in established relationships as the stressed reaction for each type is to shut down and withdraw. And both are going to allow the other to withdraw until the relationship is functionally over and neither party has actually noticed. So they'll be living in the same house, but sleeping in separate rooms and not even seeing this as a problem. So the relationship is functionally over, but they haven't really come to terms with that yet. So let's talk about nines and sixes. So this can be stable and dependable or stubborn and defensive. Um, sixes are known as the loyalist, and they value safety and steadiness in a similar way to the nine. Um, sixes bring a realism and a practicality to the relationship. Nines desire peace and safety, and they're, they're perfectly willing to just live in their head and imagine a, a peaceful and safe world, whereas sixes are much more action-focused, and they're going to actually create a safe world. They complement each other. Six see the negative, and nines see the positive. Uh, a healthy six can bring a dose of reality and pragmatism to the nine, who tends to live kind of in a fantasy land. Being naturally suspicious of others, the six may defend the nine from people that they perceive as unhealthy, whereas the nine would have let those people into their lives with no problem. 
On the other side of that coin, uh, nines can help sixes see the good in people that they otherwise would have seen as unsafe. Sixes see nines as uh, stable. Their peaceful demeanor helps calm the sixes' own anxiety. And they may, at some point in a really healthy relationship, begin to suspect that the nine's perpetual peace and optimism has some merit to it. So, uh, like many other types, um, sixes find it hard to voice what they want. Twos, sixes, and nines really struggle with saying what they want out loud. Uh, But sixes, more than a lot of the other ones, are really, really stubborn when it comes to actually letting go of that desire. They have a desire, they don't want to voice it, but they're going to be really, really stubborn about letting it go. And likewise, nines don't like to put a voice to their desire either. So this can result in unspoken expectations and needs. The stubborn six may not let the nine off the hook, quietly growing more and more dissatisfied with the relationship. Similar to the nine-two, this relationship will stay in unhealthy space for far too long. Even if both parties are aware that it isn't working out, the security and the known will, will keep the six around. They don't want to, they may not feel great in the relationship, but getting out of it would be a lot scarier. Um, so they just stay there. And nines don't want to rock the boat, so they just stay there anyway. Uh, but once a six does make up their mind, once a six does decide to, to cut the cord, it's going to happen very quickly and very um, finally. There's not going to be a whole lot of putting it back together at the back end because sixes think everything through really, really carefully. They will have had a plan for this and they're ready to go before they actually pull the trigger. Nines and sevens. So this can be positive and adventurous or impulsive and anxious. Sevens are known as the enthusiasts and they are full of vibrance and positivity and and so are the nines. So together they'll create an optimistic and adventurous pair. Uh, They won't let minor setbacks inconvenience them, uh, and they will push forward past whatever things are in their way. Nines provide uh, a grounding to the seven's tendency to get bored and move on too quickly. Sevens help nines to not get stuck in repetitive and unproductive patterns. Both are fairly practical and able to make a lot out of a little, so this is a really fun, really cool pairing. But they have their problems just like everybody else, and they are that neither number wants to deal with anything hard. Um, Sevens like to avoid hard emotions because at their core, sevens are running from from fear and from pain, and nines like to avoid them just in order to maintain the peace. So this is a common theme in nine relationships, um, but there isn't a pairing that's more resistant to looking at their problems than these two. Uh, unaware sevens will spin any problem into a positive, and unaware nines will claim to agree with those positives even if they don't. Uh, and as we've seen, ignoring negative emotions and negative patterns that's going on in a relationship results in eventual breakdowns. Uh, nines need a good bit of space and self-time, especially when they're stressed out, and sevens, on the other hand, they want constant stimulation and distraction. So this can make a nine feel like the seven is a little bit overbearing and it could lead the seven to believing that the nine isn't meeting their needs, which would lead to an eventual breakdown. What's also interesting in this one is sevens are so interested in what's next and what's new and getting involved with other people and getting involved with other projects that it can really wear the nine out. Um, they, they want to just take a break and relax and focus on themselves for a little bit. And the seven will be kind of off doing their own thing. And in an unhealthy, unself-aware relationship, the nine may try to trap the seven in their own patterns of, of, of quietness and boredom because they do connect with the seven and they care for them and they want them to be around. 
but they they don't want to allow the seven to go and and do all this exploring and adventuring that they want to do, which can lead the seven to get really, really bored and anxious, and that will lead to a breakdown as well. So there you go. That is nines and the fear triad. So we've covered anger, shame, and fear. That's real great. Tomorrow we'll talk about nines paths to health. Uh, the following day we will talk about, um, I will do like a Q&A with the nines. And then Thursday we may have the interview with Sierra from Enneagram Enthusiasts, or we might start the one on Thursday. And then Friday we'll do whichever one we don't do. So <clears throat> Uh, We might get a little bit disjointed, but again, it's going to be great that the ones will have to suffer through the imperfection of me going out of order for a couple of minutes. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all tomorrow morning when we talk about Nine's Paths Towards Health. Bye.